I'm not complaining about the bracelet, but you know when you go to an all-inclusive and you wear the bracelet there? Yeah. I get about 10 minutes into the vacation and start thinking about when I am going to be able to take that bracelet off because for whatever reason, I am not, uh, I don't, how do I phrase this? I much prefer the feeling of not having a bracelet on. (laughs) Uh, You know, my favorite part about this is that you're doing really well to keep it on the positive. I appreciate that. I'm really trying. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. One great reason to reduce complaining is that research shows that complaining actually rewires your brain for negativity. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I'm positive that I'd rather not be negative. Uh Ha! That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal, and I'm a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'm playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. For May, we have challenged ourselves to cultivate a more positive mindset and therefore life by stopping complaining, as well as criticizing, gossiping, and overall being negative. In order to do this, we have embraced Will Bowen's complaint-free challenge and ordered his purple complaint-free bracelets. We have started the month by putting them on our wrist. We are switching wrists every time we complain, gossip, or criticize. Remember that we are concerned only with complaints that we speak. For the purposes of our challenge, we're working only to eradicate complaints that are expressed. If you think it, it's free. It doesn't count. You will find that as you say fewer and fewer complaints, your mind will produce fewer and fewer of them. You can use anything that you can move from wrist to wrist. An elastic even works fine. You could even move a coin or a pebble from one pocket to the other. It doesn't matter what the object is as long as you're moving it every time you complain, gossip, or criticize, and then keeping track of how many days you can go without needing to move it. Every time we switch the bracelet is day one, and we will have the goal to make it through each day without complaining with the ultimate of making it for 21 days without complaining. This challenge apparently takes the average person four to eight months to get to the 21 day streak of not complaining. So we're going to attempt it. We've been working on it for about a week. How's it been going, Jenny? It, uh, it has been surprising and it has definitely made me more closely examine what we talk about, um, complaining, it's just, I found it's not as simple as when someone is just say full on whining and griping, like I was imagining it. Uh, complaining can be so mindless. We don't even realize that we're doing it. The first day that I wore the bracelet and I realized just how much of general communication that happens is complaining. Mm -hmm. It, it really, it really blew my mind and took me aback, especially when, Um, that morning I woke up and my son got up and I felt like the first half hour of his day, it was just (laughs) gripes, gripes, gripes. And it was so interesting to kind of witness that. And I felt like for that first day, all I noticed was complaining when you're looking for it. Right. Right. You've increased your awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, suddenly it was just everywhere. And, And I hadn't been conscious of that before of how much of it was 
around me and coming from me as well. But yeah. Did you find the same? Well, today is the first day where, at least so far, I haven't switched the bracelet. So that's positive. Um, I found it really enlightening to find out when I was most likely to to complain. It wasn't necessarily when I thought it would be. So Mm. I want to share more about this, but we have a question coming up in our Who Are You segment, Who Are You Anyway segment that will kind of, will go into more detail with that. But I have definitely increased my awareness. And I, as a result, I've been less likely to complain. So it's the power of monitoring. It's what our online pretend best friend Gretchen talks about. Just Mm -hmm. by paying attention to a habit, you're more likely to notice improvement in that habit. And that has definitely been the case for me. And as you said, for you as well. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk for a minute about how complaining rewires your brain for negativity. You think we should talk about that? I would love to hear more about that. All right, here we go. So research shows that most people complain once a minute during a typical conversation, which that's kind of crazy to think of. Blurred. Uh, Complaining is tempting because it feels good. But like many other things that are enjoyable, such as smoking or eating a pound of bacon for breakfast, complaining isn't good for you. Your brain loves efficiency and doesn't like to work any harder than it has to. When you repeat a behavior, such as complaining, your neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information. This makes it much easier to repeat that behavior in the future. So easy, in fact, that you might not even realize you're doing it. You can't blame your brain. Who... Who would want to build a temporary bridge every time you need to cross a river? It makes a lot more sense to construct a permanent bridge. So your neurons grow closer together and the connections between them become more permanent. Scientists like to describe this process as neurons that fire together, wire together. And I think we've touched on that concept in a previous podcast. Yes. Repeated complaining rewires your brain to make future complaining more likely. Over time, you find it's easier to be negative than to be positive, regardless of what's happening around you. Complaining becomes your default behavior, which changes how people perceive you. And here's the kicker. Complaining damages other areas of your brain as well. Research from Stanford University has shown that complaining shrinks the hippocampus, an area of the brain that's critical to problem solving and intelligent thought. Damage to the hippocampus is scary, especially when you consider that it's one of the primary brain areas destroyed by Alzheimer's disease. So complaining is also bad for your health. While it's not an exaggeration to say that complaining leads to brain damage, it doesn't stop there. When you complain, your body releases the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol shifts you into fight or flight mode, directing oxygen, blood and energy away from everything but the systems that are essential to immediate survival. One effect of cortisol, for example, is to raise your blood pressure and blood sugar so that you'll be prepared to either escape or defend yourself. All that extra cortisol released by frequent complaining impairs your immune system and makes you more susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. It even makes the brain more vulnerable to strokes. And it's not just you. Since human beings are inherently social, our brains naturally and unconsciously mimic the moods of those around us, particularly people we spend a great deal of time with. This process is called neuronal mirroring, and it's the basis for our ability to feel empathy. The flip side, however, is that it makes complaining a lot like smoking. You don't have to do it yourself to suffer the ill effects. You need to be cautious about spending time with people who complain about everything. Complainers want people to join their pity party so that they can feel better about themselves. Think of it this way. If a person were smoking, would you sit there all afternoon inhaling the secondhand smoke? You distance yourself and you should do the same with complainers. So the solution to complaining, we have some tips here. Number one, catch yourself. 
just like we are doing this month with our challenge, increase your awareness. And when you catch yourself uttering a complaint, stop yourself and then congratulate yourself because now you're aware that you're doing it. The second thing is cultivate an attitude of gratitude. That is when you feel like complaining, shift your attention to something that you're grateful for. It's pretty difficult, if not impossible, to complain and be grateful at the same time. Taking time to contemplate what you're grateful for reduces the stress hormone cortisol by 23%. Research conducted at the University of California, Davis, found that people who worked daily to cultivate an attitude of gratitude experienced improved mood and energy and substantially less anxiety due to lower cortisol levels. Anytime you experience negative or pessimistic thoughts, use this as a clue to shift gears and to think about something positive. In time, a positive attitude will become a way of life. So that's sort of where the jumping off point from our gratitude challenge in February kind of comes in. Yeah. Which is cool. The thing that I've heard so many times is, you know, it's, it's great to have an attitude of gratitude, but in order to get that, you need to have a gratitude practice. Right. And that's, you know, when we talked about journaling, I definitely feel like that has made me a more positive person. Me too. And I've kept it up too since February. So it's awesome. There's something about it. Yeah. So the more often we allow our minds to remember the good stuff, the easier that kind of thinking becomes. Do you want to be the person who's never satisfied and can always find fault in others, yourself and the world at large? Or would you rather be someone who sees things as they are and finds a way to make peace with that? Let's pretend it's up to you. Oh, wait, it is up to you. (laughs) Let us know if you're joining us this month. Hit us up on the Facebook group or send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag that improvement project. And we definitely want to hear how this no complaining challenge is going for you. I have a side note. When you just mentioned that about, um, about being someone who sees things as they are, do you ever notice with sometimes people that complain, they'll say, well, I'm just telling you how it is, you know, and they'll really see themselves as the realist. I guess so. Yeah. When they see things negatively and really that's not the case we all have a choice of how we see it, you know, and some people say that, you know, that the negative point is just the reality when it's really not. Well, and there's something to be said. Um, and I, I'm not sure who said it. It was some like sage, awesome person that said Homer Simpson. <laughs> it could have been Homer Simpson. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, he's in your example, the person said, I'm just telling you how it is. Well, really, that person is just telling you how they are. Yeah, right. I, absolutely. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's something about doing the thing that you want to see. You have to, yeah. you have to be that. And this has been Deep Thoughts with Jenny and Peg. <laughs> you got it. Now it is time for the segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We're going to take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's question is, what do you complain about the most? What is your biggest area of opportunity to stop complaining? I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, Well, I mentioned before that I noticed that I was complaining and it wasn't necessarily where I thought it was going to be. So often in the morning, I'll go through my routine and then sometimes I'll like go over to Facebook or Twitter and I'll be reading some of the news. So when I read or watch the news, just spontaneously, 
a whole bunch of negative words came out of my mouth. And I'm by myself in the room looking at my computer. On the first day that I had the bracelet on, that's what happened. And then I went, really? oh, oh, obviously this is triggering negativity in my brain if it's actually coming out of my mouth spontaneously when I'm by myself. So wow. I had to switch the bracelet. So um, I think that this goes along with the fact that in general, I found that the less I pay attention to the news, the happier and less negative I feel. So yeah. it's this weird space where I really want to stay up to date on what's happening in the world, but I also want to maintain a positive outlook on life. So it's a hard balance. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess maybe just the fact that I've noticed it is going to be more helpful as I negotiate that balance in, the, in coming into the future. Yeah, that's so I also noticed that I spontaneously complain about little aches and pains or the temperature in my home or my <laughs> office, which makes me think that maybe I'm way older than I am. Because isn't that like an old lady thing to do? <laughs> Oh my, well, I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> so after noticing these things, I've been more aware and I've definitely had less complaints escape my lips because it made sense to me that if I actually pay attention when I'm, instead of just spontaneously having it come out without thinking about it, that's what our whole goal is here is to be more aware. Yeah, 100%. How about you? Okay. What, are, what are you finding yourself complaining about? Well, I wasn't sure. So I was sitting and thinking about this question and I was sitting with Jeff on the front porch and I just decided I would ask him. I spent a lot of time with Jeff and I thought maybe I'll get some insights from him because your partner knows you really well. So I asked him kind of, you know, what do you think I complain about? And what I was imagining he would answer with would be maybe like a category, you know, kind of a like, uh, well, maybe in general, this sort of a thing. And I happened to catch him at a moment when he was, he was, I would say a little set on edge by something our kid was doing. And I, instead of getting kind of maybe a general theme or maybe having him pause for a moment to think about, you know, well, I can't even imagine something because you're such a positive, lovely woman. There was no moment of hesitation and he just started rattling off a list. Radical honesty. It was, yeah. And it was uh, bullet points in order, um, of frequency, I would say, uh, it was detailed. Um, uh, it was right there. It didn't require a lot of processing time. That information <laughs> was quite accessible. And I sat there and just listened to him and he saw the look on my face. And I think he realized that that wasn't exactly what I was anticipating in terms of a response. But I was really happy to have that honesty. You um, did ask, right? He, yeah, I, he, I did. And we ended up chatting about it again a bit later. Um, but it was, it was good. And it was funny because he actually ended up later saying that, you know, a lot of it was just because of how uh, he was reacting given the situation that we were experiencing with our kid doing something. Anyway, it was hilarious and it resulted in a, a very funny moment. But do you know what the hardest part for me has been, truthfully? What is it? Sarcasm. Right. So we talked about that last week. Oh, it's, it's a so language that you speak hard. very well, right? I And I love it. It cracks me up. And my favorite thing is sarcasm with kids. Sure. Um, you know, neighbors, kids come over and I'll say to them, Oh, I'm so glad you don't feel like you should take off your shoes in my house. Like I'll just make jokes <laughs> and, 
they just kind of like look at me like, okay. And they keep going. And the entire interaction just makes me laugh because they're so oblivious to it. Right. And I can go on just being sunny about it. But, you know, yeah. So you're still willing to practice without it for a while just to sort of see how it goes. Yeah. Yes. And I, (laughs) it's a lot of like going to say something and then, nope, can't. (laughs) I will think that for a second and find it slightly amusing. And then I will say what I really should say. Yeah. Oh, we actually don't wear shoes. Um, Our muddy boots on that beige carpet. Thank you. (laughs) As they're halfway down the stairs. Oh, wow. That um, the whole thing about you asking Jeff, that's enlightening. Like maybe I should ask John, but I don't know if I want to, but maybe I'll get some honesty or something that I I wouldn't have expected be ready those are the words I will offer to you um and maybe maybe he'll say oh I don't know or maybe he'll uh, hit print and suddenly a list will spit out (laughs) things and you'll have all sorts of useful feedback that you can use yeah love it I'm looking forward to that was that sarcasm Mm, I don't know do you need to switch your bracelet I mean, I was going to do it eventually anyway here. <laughs> Be positive. <sighs> Be positive, girl. Uh, I have a lot of areas for improvement. So I'm really just working on uh, mastering my technique and moving that bracelet. Get pretty quick at it. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe I'll become like a bracelet trick person. Maybe that'll be the real outcome here. Anyway, moving on. Now it's time for what are you digging lately? Not bracelets. This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we found and we feel like you might find it kind of fun too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week... um, This one is a recommendation from you, Jenny. I finally listened to Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop podcast on your recommendation. And the one that I listened to was her interviewing Brene Brown, who we discussed last week. It was great. It was it was a great conversation. It touches on all sorts of topics that Brene likes to talk about related to vulnerability and courage and shame, as well as leadership and parenting, which I found interesting. And I like Gwyneth Paltrow's voice and I like how she asks questions and I feel like she's thoughtful as an interviewer. So yeah, it was great. I liked it a lot. So I might uh, check out a few more on her podcast. Yeah, there's been some cool ones. I haven't been listening for a long time, but there are some good ones. Some of them, uh, but you know what? I like a lot of them. They She tends to like trend into the woohoo a little bit. Is that is that <laughs> yeah. where is that where you start to make the mm, I'm not so sure? Sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of them aren't actually her. It's a woman. It's another woman that interviews people as well. She has someone who she kind of trades off with. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But she does some of the interviews. So. Okay, cool. Anyhow. What are you digging this week? So, it's I don't know if this counts, but it's not a it's not a book, it's not a show, it's not a podcast, it's a place. I think it Do counts. You think that counts? Yeah, okay. if you're digging it, it counts. I'm digging the atrium in St. Thomas. Cool. If you don't know, I know you know what the atrium is, yeah. but for those who don't know what the atrium is, it is a co-working space in St. Thomas. Those familiar with St. Thomas, it is what was formerly Old Garden's flower shop on Princess Ave. 
I believe it's 28 Princess Ave. It is beautiful. Do yourself a favor, check it out online. It is a lovely modern space. It has a huge living wall and you can go there and you can rent space to work. So if you're someone who works at home and you're looking to get out of your house a little bit and you, you know, maybe you regularly go to a coffee shop to work, this is a great alternative where you get the structure of a work environment but it's a very, very lovely space and you're around other great people. Um, I cannot say enough great things about it. I have rented their conference room a couple of times and gone there to do work for the day. It's lovely, nothing short of lovely. And I'm going there this week, actually. I have it rented for uh, some meetings. So I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. I love going there and the people there are so great. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. You can rent space there. If you are an entrepreneur or you just want to have some time to work in a different space, very much worth checking out. Have you been in there? Or I haven't been in this is on my list of things to do because the photos are amazing. So I will put a link in the show notes so that you can take a look at their website and you'll see some of the photos. It's really beautiful. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, I definitely had that feeling when I've been there of I can't believe I'm in St. Thomas. And I would say, I know for me, I'm very, um, my surroundings are very uh, impactful for me, I would say. And I find it very invigorating to be in a cool modern space like that. Awesome. 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 <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool that we have it in our small town. Don't Isn't it cool? It's amazing. All right, now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during the segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. I'm up for the win. Hmm. So I'm really, really, really happy to have this win because this has been a challenge. I've had some false starts in the last couple weeks, maybe up to a month to get myself back into good eating. And I'm really happy to report that I am a full week into kicking my sweets habit again. Good job. Thank you. And I've been uh, fully back on track with having my zero tolerance for the treats. And it really is feeling like freedom rather than restraint, which is just, it's such a weird concept until you've experienced it. Um, but I feel free of it instead of that. I'm missing out. It feels, it feels like a relief to just have it off the table, both literally and figuratively. Um, I've been along with this also trying out intermittent fasting and that's where you, the, well, the type I'm doing is where you only eat during an eight hour window in the day, which allows your body to benefit from the process of ketosis. Although I admit, I do not fully understand this beyond knowing that this is when your body goes into fat burning mode. Can you, can you elaborate on this peg and tell me if there's any truth to this or is it a big pile of baloney? Well, I think probably it's a big subject matter that we can discuss sometime in a future podcast, but just about intermittent fasting, your eating window is eight hours, but even if you normally eat over a 12 or a 14 hour window, and then you lower it to even 10 hours, there's cool studies that show that just that lowering the window that much reduces your chance of getting certain cancers. It helps with um, health of all of all areas. So it's not just about burning fat. That's a piece of it. So this is something that's like kind of having a star moment in 
the diet world in particular, but yeah. also in the health and wellness world. So it's something that if people are interested in, let us know, uh, we can go into some details and talk about that more in a future episode. Well, and I find for me, it's, it's less about the diet part and more about the psychology part of it, where of building in a little bit more discipline around the way I was eating because I had lost that discipline of kind of, it had just become anything all the time, whatever. And I find this interesting because it's making me get a little bit more intentional about when I'm eating and also realizing how infrequently I'm hungry and how much I'm just eating for something to do. So it's neat to talk about from a habits habits perspective then as well. So that's, yeah, oh, yeah, we definitely should talk about this in the future in more detail because like that piece of it alone is awesome. And then you add in all the health benefits too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We should. Uh, one question too. So having a beer that would count, right? Like you wouldn't want to do that. Inside. <laughs> Anything that has calories, you want to have it inside your window. So you can have coffee. Okay, just asking for a friend. It's fine. Right. So it depends on who you talk to. You can have coffee and herbal tea and that kind of stuff outside yeah. the eating window. But the hardcore people will say that even coffee will stimulate some, uh, like down the line will stimulate some stuff in the liver, even though it doesn't have uh, calories. So um, I think probably if it works for you, you can have black coffee or tea outside the window, but probably not beer. I just, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to. Anyway, I just, um, I have been having green tea in okay. the morning, but yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Anyway. Well, that's great. Yeah. How about you? What was your learn? Well, I'm up for the learn and the learn this week for me is steeped in a bit of irony. So okay. I was getting the hair waxed off of my lip and my chin, as one does in the name of vanity. As one does. Uh And through a course of events, which I've learned is more common than you'd think, I ended up with a pretty bad hot wax burn on my face. Yeah. And I showed Jenny a a picture of it, and she can see me through Skype as we're recording, and it's not pretty. Uh, And it's also not as bad as you think. Right, right. So uh, let's move on from the intensity of me having certain feelings about how my face looks into the fact that I say it's not as bad as you think, but if it was on me, I would be fully freaking. So my learn is that I've had to remind myself a few times that despite the fact that I want to look my best, my value as a human is not how my face looks, or if I extrapolate from there, how my body looks or how productive I am or the mistakes I make. My face will heal in a few days, and I know this, and I will take the lesson, and I'll I'll take it with gratitude, because I think it's an important one for me to be reminded of occasionally, and probably for all of us. Yeah. Well, and we had a kind of interesting chat about this, because I had heard something somewhere about a strange exercise that people do where you will put a dot on your face or do something strange and walk around um, to have that feeling of feeling strange or embarrassed or something like that as an interesting exercise. And I had mentioned that to you Yeah, and you had said, and I think that's right, that it was like a stoic. Yeah. The stoics talk about that. Tim Ferriss um, talks about it on on his podcast, doing one of those exercises where you just like it put, like just go into a Starbucks and lay down on the floor like that. He takes it to that extreme. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Where you do something that's, you know, counterculture or not as expected, but I Peg, no matter what you do, you are beautiful. And oh, thanks, Jenny. <laughs> that is going to be healed up in no time. And it will be but a picture I save on my phone. <laughs> well, and, and also just photo. to put it out there, 
on the show notes, I will share a photo so you, you listeners can see it. It's not pretty, but you'll get a sense of what happened. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that happens sometimes. Apparently, if your skin's a little bit sensitive, because I've had hot wax on my skin a ton and it's never happened. It just so happened that I had a facial the day before. I think it made my skin a little bit more sensitive and then I got this burn. So it's not pretty, but there is something to be learned from all of these kind of unfortunate incidents. Yeah. But the rest of your face. Oh, yeah. It's looking great. It's glowy. It got good lashes. You'll notice yeah. in the picture. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's all banging, but yeah. It is. And I will say, since I saw it initially, it already looks better. Thank you. Yes. The human body is amazing how it heals. It's cool to watch it happen. It is. So let's, speaking of which, I'm sure by next week when we talk, you're going to be fully healed up and this will be but a faint memory. That's right. And we're going to next week check in not only on Peg's healing, but also (laughs) on our challenge of not complaining to see how we're doing and how many times we've moved our bracelet. You'll want to listen in to find out if either one of us can go longer than one day without complaining. Yeah, My bets are on Peg. We'll see how we can do. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you're joining us in our complaint-free challenge. And if so, what have you caught yourself complaining about? Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, and we really hope that you do, Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people find the show. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. gave me a couple of those bracelets and last week I ran into our let's call them super listeners Natalia and Linda yeah and I gave them both a bracelet and they were both pumped so I'll be curious to hear how they're doing with their bracelets too oh I hope they do awesome yeah well and Sarah the girl that I work with that is another one of our super listeners yeah she um sent me a gym selfie of her and she had worn a shirt that matched her bracelet because she's a big purple person oh good and uh so she was quite happy she was feeling it oh I love it that's cool